You're listening to On Mission with Dr. Matt Davis, a podcast designed to explore the personal mission of everyday leaders. Hear from men and women who are making a difference in their corner of the world and discover what keeps them on mission. So, Dr. Davis, when did you come to Maranatha the first time? Well, I, my first trip to Maranatha was as a young child, and my dad is a graduate from 1973. And so growing up, Maranatha always held a special place in my heart. In fact, anytime we had a rule in my family, anytime that you received a Maranatha paraphernalia gift, whether it was Christmas or birthday, and believe me, that was very frequent, uh, you had to stand, rise, the entire family rose and sang the school song. <laughs> and so we, and All you know, rise. yeah, including the intro, dun, 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 dun. I mean, we just did the whole deal. It was a very enthusiastic thing we celebrated. And so uh, my family brought me here. I can remember the ivy covered walls of old Maine. And most people only remember that from pictures, but I saw it live. And so Maranatha has always had a very special place in my heart. I graduated from Maranatha in 1996 with a degree in business management, really feeling that the Lord had called me into legal ministry before I even really knew what that was. And people would look at me funny and say, well, what is legal ministry? Those two words don't really go together. You know, that's kind of an oxymoron. And so I knew that that's what God wanted me to do really from my sophomore year of high school. And I felt very strongly about that and believe God was opening those doors. So Maranatha prepared me well for three years of law school, and then right directly out of law school, Dr. David Gibbs at the Christian Law Association hired me to be a staff attorney, and that was really my dream job at that point in my life, and it was just a great privilege to serve in that capacity, and we had the opportunity to serve pastors, Christian school administrators and teachers, and just the best people in the world, people who were absolutely sold out for God. And, and on fire uh, to change the world. Involved, most of them involved in education and church ministry and evangelism and global missions. And what a privilege to be able to come alongside folks like that who were suffering persecution, not for doing anything wrong, but simply for practicing the biblical faith. And so for just under 10 years, my wife and I had the privilege to serve in that capacity until the Lord opened the door for us to come to Wisconsin. And I served with evangelist Mike Duffy in the founding of an organization, a ministry called Eternal Vision. And that was uh, uh, a great privilege in 2007 then to move up. We moved in February, which I'll just say as a side <laughs> note, not the greatest time to move to no. Wisconsin. I'll be honest with you. We packed our moving truck in Florida in shorts and a t-shirt and then got in the van and drove up 27, I think, hours. Of course, oh. the U-Haul doesn't go very fast. And so we we traveled up here and literally couldn't make it into the state because of a blizzard that was going on. <laughs> so we pulled off for one extra night in Bloomington Normal in Illinois. And, and uh, God is just blessed. And it has been incredible to watch my family grow up here in this environment and, and, and have my same passion for what God is doing here on the campus of Maranatha Baptist University. So you said Law is your profession, if you want right, to say it right. that way, but legal ministry, that hasn't stopped with no, you coming here. I've never had a secular legal job and I've never wanted one. I just don't, I, God calls certain people into that and that's fine, but that's not why I became a lawyer. My dad is a pastor and he uh, 
from a very early age, really just instilled in me a love for ministry. And I wanted to serve the Lord with my whole life. I wanted to dedicate my life to the Lord many times. I can remember at Christian camp growing up, I think that's a pretty uh, common experience, honestly, mm. for Christian young people to dedicate their lives to the Lord, not necessarily knowing what the mode would be, but wanting to have a life of service just 100% dedicated to the Lord, to something that matters, to something that is eternal, and that that we can all stand before the Lord one day and hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant. God designs you to do something. I truly believe that. And if God designs you to do something, then that's the thing that's going to make you fulfilled and feel fulfilled, right? And And I know that we don't make decisions based on feelings, but there's really no greater, more joyful place for a Christian to be than in the center of God's will, doing what he designed them to do. And so when you find that thing and you can do it in ministry, uh, that's just an incredible joy. And so I've always been able to use those talents and opportunities and gifts and the experience that I've had, which is pretty unique. Everybody has unique experiences that prepare them for the next level, even though each next level was totally unanticipated, unsought after. And yet God provides and he opens the door and it's then just unmistakable and unquestionable that that's what's going on. So I didn't move to Wisconsin to work at Maranatha. I love Maranatha and I was glad to be in Watertown. And immediately I began to teach business law just as an adjunct professor. I used to say I put the junk in adjunct. You know, I mean, I was <laughs> trying to be uh, the best I could be. But uh, I, I look back, I've been teaching business law now for many, many years. And uh, you get a little better at it after, the, after a while. And so that's been the case. But uh, I, oh, that was my only connection, really. And uh, then the door opened after Dr. Marriott had become the president. He asked me to come on board and join the administration as the director of institutional research and effectiveness slash corporate counsel. And I said, is that the longest title that anyone has at Maranatha? And they searched the record books and they discovered, yes, that is the longest title of anybody. <laughs> I didn't know what IRE was, but the Lord opened the door and I said, we'll give it a shot. We'll see what we can do. And through that, I realized, you know, it's interesting because God has put me right in the heart of strategic planning, of institutional effectiveness. Mm -hmm. And once again, those talents, abilities, experiences in life became extremely relevant in a way I had no idea they would be. And so as we began to grow into that role and learn uh, what that was about and how we could help the institution, my love for Maranatha grew but also my understanding of how it worked to understand that it's incredibly complicated mm. and there are incredible challenges that you just have to be prepared for or else they can kill your institution, honestly. And so uh, over those years of sort of working on the ground level and, and down in the data, uh, it gave me an appreciation and an understanding of how it all works. So there's, in a, there's a point to be very clear there. It's not just that Christian higher ed is complicated. No. Higher ed is complicated. Well, you add the Christian component and it's an extra level, but uh, higher education in America is incredibly complex because you have competing sovereigns, right? Mm. Uh, you have multiple, multiple accountabilities. And so you have accreditation, you have state licensure and authorization for degree granting. You have all kinds of different sub-licensing issues because you have 
campus students and residents and they, they live here. So they have to be protected and cared for and well-fed and insured and all of those different things. And so then you add on top of that, the federal government and its financial expectations and its ex expectations for the administration of the institution. And there are a lot of competing sets of rules and navigating all of that is kind of an art form. Right. And starting where you were in research and effectiveness, which is like, I don't know, the office that writes the systems portfolio. Right. right. That's a good place to start if you're going to end up being where you are. If you want to understand an institution, you you get in on the, the data. You get to see not only what it does, but how it does it. Mm -hmm. And what I noticed real quick about Maranatha is that we don't have a huge endowment that we can rely upon. We are, like many institutions our size, tuition dependent in that way. We don't have an ancillary business that generates billions of dollars of revenue that it can feed back into the institution. What we have, what is our greatest asset, are our people. The, the, the men and women that God has sent to serve at Maranatha are the, the asset, so to speak, to put it that way. That is the greatest value point that Maranatha has. And what's great about that is the fact that when it comes to a college education, that's the most important ingredient. <laughs> and mm. so Maranatha excels in just the right place where students benefit the most. And so for four years, you'll live on a campus and you will experience what that campus life is like, but that's temporary. The identity and expertise of the faculty is permanent because they are building into your life a, a model. They are becoming the standard by which you will judge yourself the rest of your life. We'll, we'll have conversations in this podcast with people that were my own college mentors. And as I've reflected on their contribution to my life, it's not just that I learned from them. Who they are became a part of who I am. That's eternal. That's incredible. That's the power of education, and in particular, higher education. For the first time in the college years, you are beginning to make decisions for yourself. And up until that point, even if those who've grown in a godly home have received that from their parents, but they haven't yet proven, at least to themselves, that it's what they believe. And so it's during the college years that those formative decisions are made. And it's so important that you that you be surrounded by people who are going to support and encourage good decision-making and that are going to build those values consistent with God's word, first and foremost, but also with the culture and the heritage that, that, that will honor the parents of our students and the pastors of those churches and their Christian school teachers and all of the influences that they've had in their life up to that point. So that's what Maranatha is about. That's why I'm excited about it. That's why I love the institution so much. And uh, it's been interesting. So from IRE director, then uh, after a year and a half or so, Dr. Marriott and I talked and he asked me to take the role of executive vice president, which was something that didn't exist in the institution at that time. And I said, well, what is that? You know, and again, I took a job that we had to kind of create and it took a process of several years to implement that and, and to figure all of that out. I became the accreditation liaison officer for the institution and learned even more about the Higher Learning Commission and how those things operate. Um, then when Dr. Marriott was diagnosed with cancer, 
uh, we began to talk more seriously about transitions and the future for leadership. And through that process and through the board of trustees being very integrally involved in that, uh, I was asked to assume my current role as chief executive. And nothing changed really too drastically internally. Um, that part had already pretty much been established, but externally, it certainly has uh, changed the the profile of my role. And so, why why have a podcast like this? What is the point? I mean, don't don't I have other things that I should probably be spending time with? Uh, is this just a a hobby or something? No, to me, this is vitally important that we have. Um, an opportunity, a platform to showcase what God is doing. This platform is in this podcast is not about me. It's not about you as the co-host. It's not about any of us individually. It's about showcasing what God is doing. And, and God works through people. Absolutely. Not through vehicles, not through stuff, you know, his creation speaks of him. Absolutely. But God's work in this world is done through people in the local church working and serving faithfully. And so our conversations, this podcast is about conversations with people who are doing something that matters, something that matters beyond themselves, living a life of dedication and purpose. And so why call it on mission? Well, in the military, they have lingo, and I I think it's kind of interesting, you know, the different ways that that they talk and, and how they communicate in shorthand in some ways. And there's this phrase called Oscar Mike. You know, uh, Charlie Mike is continue mission, right? And Oscar Mike is on the move. And I've always thought, you know, this is uh, this is what the believer needs to to be about. That yes, there's setbacks. Yes, there are is opposition. There's an adversary, but we have got to be on the move, and we have got to be on the move in the right direction. And that's what it means to be on mission and be about something that matters in life. So I hope that it'll be informative, entertaining, and uh, at the same time, a challenge to young people and old uh, as they as they participate in the conversation with these incredible people that God has brought our way. I mentioned our faculty. Uh, about half of our guests on the podcast will be people who serve the Lord at Maranatha. Our faculty, our administrators, people who have a demonstrated track record of faithful service and that kind of have something to to offer, right? I mean, young people, all of us, we want to learn from people who have been down the road and they'll tell us about their uh, triumphs. Yes, their, their accomplishments, but probably even more from the mistakes that they've made over the years and the advice that they would give uh, to those of us that, that want to learn from their example. All right. So Dr. Davis, give the listeners some expectations. What are these episodes going to look like? This podcast is a conversation podcast. We're doing interviews and conversations with people who have accomplished something in life, who have a demonstrated track record of success, yes, but more so faithfulness. And what we're looking for is someone who has a track record of faithful service so that we can learn from them. My whole entire life, I've learned from people much older than me. And the idea of that is they've got something to offer and we ought to pay attention. And so we're going to have some incredible conversations with people who will tell us about the things that they've succeeded in, yes, but also maybe some mistakes made along the way that we can take away from and learn from as well. So in each episode, we'll have two speakers. We'll have interviews 
and we'll have a break. We'll do some explanation in between. We also want to give you some opportunities as listeners to understand what's going on around here on campus. Absolutely. We have new programs. We have new faculty members at times. And this is just another avenue for you to get to know who we are. And I think one of the most important aspects of having these interviews is to get to know what campus life is about. Absolutely. I love the podcast format because of its flexibility. And it gives us the opportunity to interview people who happen to be on campus for one thing or another, or as we're traveling, we'll be able to have these conversations along and on the, on the road. And it's authentic. You'll hear background noises. We're on a campus. I mean, there's life going on, whether it's a choir or, you know, some knucklehead college students in the hallway. Making noises and faces we have at fun. us. It's sad around here in the summer. You know, it's quiet and beautiful and, and pristine, but that's no fun, you know? I know it's the worst time of year for them to be gone because it's the most beautiful time of Wisconsin. We don't have to talk about that. But, you know, <laughs> it, it is a the podcast format gives us the opportunity to have a conversation and see it all the way through. And we will uh, be talking to people who are some of the most accomplished in their fields, but so diverse. And that's what's incredible about a college is that you have these people who are the pinnacle of their profession. And then you just sit down at lunch and get to talk to them and, and pick their brain and find out that, you know, this guy who is, um, you know, just a, a Bible professor who is a, just at the top of his game and, and at the top of this particular field also teaches math and reads about, you know, history and has this incredibly diverse vocabulary of expertise. And so we're going to explore that, see what their passions are, hobbies and, and, and influences over the years. And I believe it'll be incredibly uh, rewarding in that. And uh, I know I'm having a great time just in, in the process along the way. And so we want to introduce you as listeners to people who work on campus. And then if you're on campus, we want to introduce you to people who maybe you don't get to interact with very often. You know, one of the great aspects of a college experience is being able to do extracurricular activities. But if you're not in the choir or if you're not in a sport, and you know of these awesome people, we want to help you understand what makes them awesome. You know, what makes their, if you want to say their fan groups, so particularly dedicated to those people. Yeah, there are some rabid fan groups around here. And I think about, <laughs> I was the same way. Um, you know, even as a business major, I had the opportunity to sing in choir. And Dr. Ledgerwood had a huge impact on my life as a choir director. Right. And I just love the fact that at Maranatha, our students have so many opportunities, maybe too many, and uh, they have to learn to balance those things and prioritize. But that's a great skill for life as well. And then the opposite of people who work here with us on campus is we also want to expose our students and the Maranatha family to people who no longer are with us, some of them are alumni, some of them who work with us. We, we've, we have some interviews scheduled for people who work with us on various capacities and who are, they're outstanding in their field and maybe who have really caught exactly what they are supposed to be doing. They've eliminated all the extras from their life and are really dedicated to their, their particular industry. And yet not boring. Right. <laughs> not at <laughs> in all. In any way, Maranatha is all about developing leaders for service in the, the local church and the world to the praise of his glory. And we want to introduce through our podcast people who are doing that, who are a model of that very mission. Right. I think this is going to be a great first season. You can expect us to have different episodes sound different. We, we have gone through a variety of different formats. We'll be working out the kings here in the first season, but we do want to let you know that 
we are intending to have three seasons each year. We at the academic institution, we kind of run in trimesters, right? right we have the right. semester in, in the spring, which is actually winter. We have the summer, mm, which yes. you and I play golf. And then in the fall. And so we will have a, a season for the episodes in each of those seasons of the year. And uh, you'll notice some differences. Dr. Davis and I will be a little happier when we get to play golf. Maybe we'll actually do one from the golf course. Let's do that. That would be really fun. Yeah. Maybe we'll, we'll do that one on YouTube so they can follow Yeah, so that along. you can see. your And I'll let them see your scorecard, not mine. <laughs> <laughs> they can look at your swing. <laughs> My swing, your scorecard. All right. Sounds good.